Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Plus Life episode number nine, uh, the Drew Brees episode, the Tony Martial episode, um, Fernando Torres episode of the Sports Plus Life podcast. Uh, my name is Edgar Mr. A.K.A. Rodriguez, and um, man, let's give it up, huh? Let's give a little clap to Oklahoma. That was probably the best game I've, see- I've seen all week. Uh, all weekend, I should say. Um, man, you want to talk about... Like, for me, I'm I'm emotionally invested in this game. And um, I'm too unhealthy to be watching games like this. And that... And that was an emotional roller coaster. At first, the game didn't... Oh, I mean, it didn't... I mean, it started out okay. I mean, they came out, made a stop on Baylor. Came back, scored a field goal. But then, like, in that first half after that, it just went down. I mean, just went right downhill. I mean, <clears throat> just mistake after mistake on defense. Offense, we're turning the ball over. Um, it was a... Uh, it, it, I just sat there. I think, I think I was just numb. I didn't... There's no emotion on me. I was like, oh, okay, here we go again. Here we go again. We're doing this shit again. Um... But yeah, it was a, uh, it's very, uh, it's an emotional roller coaster, man. <laughs> this, I love college football, and that's why I love that. I mean, that's why I love shit like this, especially when you see something like, when like Minnesota went down to Iowa. Me, and my, me, and my boy Thomas, the franchise from uh, the most underrated podcast, we're talking about this, this game in particular, and. Um, we couldn't figure out why. I think they had. I can't remember now. I can't remember the conversation, but we. I think they had Iowa favored. I think, or Iowa plus three. I can't remember. I'm just. I just don't remember the whole conversation. I forgot everything, especially after Oklahoma's game. But they. They. Uh, but yeah, Iowa State or Iowa um, beat Minnesota. After Minnesota beat undefeated Penn State the week before. It's just a crazy, crazy game. Crazy, crazy game. So exciting. So fun to watch. And um, that Iowa game, Minnesota game, that Oklahoma versus um, Baylor game showed why it's just amazing to watch. And if you have kids who want to do sports or do anything in general, I say you show them games like this. Games like those two games. Because it doesn't matter, one, what number is in front of you when you go into a game in college football. Two, it also doesn't matter, sometimes it doesn't matter how much you're down, you know, in the middle of a game. Because you, you're going to end, you could end up winning the game. You just, there's no quit, there was no quit in Oklahoma, and Jalen Hurts especially. Jalen Hurts was such... Especially in the Oklahoma game, Jalen Hurts. For those of you who don't know, Jalen Hurts is a quarterback for Oklahoma. You should know by now, but Jalen Hurts um, was God. I don't know. Was a heartbreak and mended the heart at the same time. At the same game, broke my heart and mended it in the same game. Like there's no, I, I can't. There's no way to explain it. He slapped me in my face and then kissed kissed my forehead. 
That's what he did. He's a Sour Patch Kid. I think he had an interception and two fumbles. Three turnovers. Just by himself alone. And, man, that was a... The pick was not good. That was not a good throw. Very underthrown. Um, and then the his first fumble, his fault, put the ball on the ground, and then he got turned over. I mean, he just fumbled it that way. It was, just, it was a bad turnover. Those were all in the first half. Then the second half, while we're mounting this comeback, gets stripped right before he hits the goal line to, I think, pull within seven or tie the game. I can't remember. And that that uh, that right there was a kind of like, oh, Oh, you just don't. Yeah, a lot of you get. You guys don't get it. A lot of you will get it. A lot of you get the frustration if you guys watch the Broncos versus the Vikings. Oh shit! It's kind of that frustration when you're you're up twenty points. You're up, you know, twenty points at the half, and this is that stat. I, I will get to the, the game in a second. Actually, I'm gonna wait for that. Anyways, Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts. Slap me then kiss my forehead. Man, what a what a performance. I can't like kids need to watch shit like this. Cause you don't see shit like that very much anymore. What Jalen Hurts did. Jalen Hurts put his team in a bad position in that first half. And he owns it. He owns that. And he um And he turned it around. I mean, the fucking guy threw for almost 300 yards, threw four touchdowns, went 30 of 42, so completed 30 passes out of the 42 he attempted, and with that one pick and then two fumbles. Oh, and the, I mean, the, the, I mean, I think those two, that pick and the fumble in the first half was just like, it was not good. But... It's a tale of two halves, and you have a lot of football to play. And one of the bright spots was the backup receivers. Morris, Rambo, Miller, Wees, Stogner, who caught two touchdowns. I mean, the fucking guy caught two passes, both of them for touchdowns. I mean, and to do all this... When in the game time decision to not let CeeDee Lamb, arguably the best receiver in the country, not play. I don't I, I don't know what happened there. Everything just happened so fast. By the time the kickoff started, I was like, what the fuck CeeDee Lamb doing out there in street clothes? His letter jacket. Like, why isn't he out there? He was practicing. He was warming up. And um, I think that's the point where I was like, well, this isn't, this isn't going to end well. And um, it started out that way. But for these guys, for this cohesiveness of this team, Jalen Hurts, that performance, to pull out what they did was something short of amazing. Because this this defense last year, would this that game would have gotten a whole lot worse. But somehow, told you earlier in that first, first or second episode about Alex Grinch, He's turned those fuckers around. Last couple games haven't been good off uh, defensively, but. And neither was his last game. Wasn't the best, but they somehow 
flip the switch. But you need that. This is why this could be a teaching moment for your kids, for anybody in general. You could, you could put, you know, just don't fucking quit. They didn't quit. They didn't hold their heads down when shit hit the fan. They regrouped the half and just started clawing away, clawing away. Defense started getting nasty, started getting sex, started getting stops. And then towards the end, got the got the fumble recovery, uh, stripped the running back from Baylor, and then um, got that pick at the end to seal the game. So you just don't you just don't fucking quit. It's that's I mean you just this is a great teaching moment for your kids for anybody. Look what these guys did. They were down twenty five points at one time, thirty one down thirty one to ten and a half. Ended up winning the game 34 to 31. Skunked them. Skunked them in the second half. And just it this is amazing. It was an it was amazing feel. I almost I was so emotional, I almost cried. If you guys saw my Instagram story, I almost fucking cried. I was that I was seriously, I was like hands in my head, just I shouldn't be this emotionally vested in these. And these fucking guys that I am. And I don't, you know, it just... But it was amazing to watch. It was fun. It was, I mean, I, I was trying to watch UFC at the same time. I just couldn't concentrate on the main event. Which I, which I'll talk about here in a second, which I didn't think was that eventful. Very technical, blah, 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 whatever. My emotions were running high. It didn't matter. But I sat there and I was just like, God damn. That was amazing. And that, I think that right there kept Jalen Hurts in the Heisman talks. Two more games to go in the regular season. Then you have your cha- your uh, your conference championship games, uh, depending on where you play. And yeah, I don't. I don't mean. I had no. I mean, I had no words. I couldn't explain it. I was just on a high, man. So what did I do to calm myself down from a high? I listened to Christmas music. Because that's what I do. Alright? Little Luther Vandross. I've been there before. Jordan Sparks singing, I'll be home for Christmas. God, that's that's just beautiful. It was just beautiful, man. I was honestly kind of under the weather. It felt like shit on Saturday. And I don't know, man. Like, there's my immune... Just I just boosted my, boosted my immune watching that game. My immune system. <laughs> um, seriously, though, I'm, un- I'm unhealthy to fucking... Too unhealthy to be watching shit like that. But it was great, man. But like I said, I mean, just go back. You can look at the highlights. You probably find the whole game somewhere. I mean, teach your kids. Like, this shit happens. You just can't quit. Maybe you need to watch it. You can't quit. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe you lost your job because you fucked up somewhere. Doesn't mean it's the end. Go get another job. You know what I'm saying? But your kids, your kids. Yeah, you you know you fucking you failed this test, but there's still more tests to come. There's still more life. There's still more. You still have more life. You just fucked up. Let's bounce back. Let's learn from our mistakes. Got to learn from our mistakes and just keep it moving forward. That's how I view life. You gotta learn from your mistakes. 
And this was a great, this was a great um, example of learning from your mistakes and moving forward. Not to mention that Oklahoma was thin at defense too, especially in the secondary. And that secondary, I think, helped get two take-o- takeaways, two turnovers. Amazing. Oh, man, it was amazing. Man. I just, I'm going to keep saying that. I'm going to keep repeating it myself. But, um, God damn, that was good. <laughs> Holy shit, that was crazy. That was just nuts. Um, but, yeah, what also was nuts was that, um, yeah, the Minnesota-Iowa game. I was, I was watching that, especially after... Uh, Thomas Franchise and I spoke. Um, go check it out. Most underrated podcast. Um, he's a smart dude, knows his shit. So is Dal. Um, so go check it out if you have a chance. Most underrated podcast, the most underrated podcast. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to shortchange them. Um, but yeah, the Iowa Minnesota. I mean, I was I was just like watching it. And um, by the way, if you guys have never seen an Iowa game, they do. They have, if they're at home, they have a tradition. Uh, I think it just started not that long ago. It's not, I don't know, I, 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 I didn't look into it, but they have a tradition where they they wave. There's a hospital behind them. I don't know if it's a children's hospital or a hospital in general. There's a hospital behind one of the stands, and then everyone will turn around and face them, and before the game starts, wave at all the kids. Which is pretty cool, man, if you think, I mean, just think about it, the kids will, that's another reason, man. Tradition. The college football is amazing with the with the tradition, new ones and old ones. And that's one of the what's one of the things they do. And they turn around, and wave at the kids who are going through things or whatever, you know. And it's pretty cool. And I think you know a lot of the kids like it, and they could watch Iowa, you know, Iowa play. But that was a uh, Iowa versus Minnesota. It was crazy because one of the things I you know another thing I said in my story, and I was watching it. Um, they said that. Minnesota was 19 of 19, so 19 times at a they 19 times in the red zone they would score a touchdown out of all those 19 times. In that first half they scored two field goals, I believe, if that. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, just like another thing, it doesn't matter what the fucking what number you have going into a game, you're and I've always said this before, you never know when your L is going to come. You never know. You could either do what Oklahoma did and prevent your L or accept your L. And Minnesota accepted that L. Good game, man. It was fun to watch. I mean, it was, um, it was crazy, man. I, yeah, I know. Like I said, I forgot everything that happened before the Oklahoma game because of what Oklahoma did. Um, that's life. <laughs> that's sports plus life that's what happens man you get invested you get emotionally invested in these fucking teams and you forget shit you lost some memory but it's alright man it was fun um, another, and, and the big thing coming out of this weekend was um, Tua Tagalova out for the year dislocated hip um, I kept seeing the highlights I didn't see there's something happened before that. He got hit, and um, I think Saban was going to take him out of the game, but he convinced him to keep him in, and then he got hurt right before the half. That sucks, man. Um, he, he seems like a cool dude. Um, seems like a cool dude, nice dude, talented dude. 
um, lefty southpaw. So he's very unique. Um, and I mean, it sucks. You know, you don't, he's a kid. He's a fucking kid. Um, it, it sucks to see a player of that caliber lose or, you know, they, I mean, it's not, they, they didn't lose that game. I mean, to, they, I think it was Alabama State or some shit like that. I can't remember who they played. Um, but it sucks for him to be gone for the year. Um, they said it's the same injury that Bo Jackson ended his, the career, the career ending injury that Bo Jackson had. That sucks. <laughs> That's not good, but you know, it's, it's different now when Bo Jackson was around. Technology is way different. Um, so, and plus he's young, dude, this kid, he's a young dude and, um, he'll, uh, he'll bounce back. I think he will. I think he'll be all right. I think he'll come back next year. Um, I don't know if they'll slap like a, oh, what's it called? Um, a medical red shirt on him this year. Like, I don't know how that works out. I don't even know what a red shirt is. Red shirt is means you could like, you're available to play, but you're not going to play. So if you don't play this year, you, it doesn't count like for you. Like you could, you could get another year of eligibility after this. I don't remember. I don't know. I have to look it up. But, um, we'll see, man, this could change a lot for Alabama, especially, you know, moving forward. Like, I mean, they're number five. They're knocking on the door of, um, the playoffs. So who knows, man, who knows what's, what's in store for Bama moving forward. That's going to be very interesting to see. Like I said, man, you got to keep your spirits up. It's a learning opportunity. Get healthy. Get healthy. Don't quit. You know, the, the comeback's always greater than the setback. And that's what Tua's going to have to go through. And um, it'll, it'll be all right, man. I mean, that this fucking kid is stone cold. Like, I think I told you guys last episode. He's stone cold. He fucking goes out there and starts... His first start ever was in a championship game, and he just goes out ice cold and starts throwing dimes. A kid just starts throwing fucking dimes out there. So he can, you know, he he could overcome this. Um, he'll be all right, man. I think he'll be okay. Um, but, yeah, anyways, I was um, also watching a couple of NFL, good NFL games, great NFL games. Um, well, actually, I just saw one. I was I watched the Broncos versus the Vikings, and then I watched the Cardinals versus the Niners. That was a great game. That was fun to watch. Um, my boy Kyler Murray. You guys see a lot of you fuckers underestimate. You know, like oh, he's like five ten. Oh, he's not gonna be able to throw. Who gives a fuck? This ain't nineteen ninety. This is nineteen eighty. There's a this is a whole different game, and he's fucking fast. Guy out there looked like Speedy Gonzalez. He's so fast. It's re- I I didn't know how fast he was until he got to the NFL. Like I saw the speed in college, and I honestly think he toned it down in college. He is fucking fast. I've never seen other than Tyreek Hill. I don't know too many people who are faster. He he's quick. If you've never seen Kyler Murray play, go watch him. But anyways, we'll get to that game in a second. But the Broncos, man, 
my Broncos, and I, I sat there and watched them. I was like, damn, they're up 17-0, then 20-0 at the half. I was like, okay. I went around an errand, came back at halftime, and then um, right when I got back, you know, right before I got back, it was the game, already, the half already started, and um, Vikings already scored. And I was like, and I sat there, and I saw that, and I was like, that's not good. That is, <laughs> I knew that was not going to be good. I just knew that that was the start of something. And I don't know why, and I can't tell you why, but I knew. And um, sure enough, man, Kirk Cousins goes out there, throws three touchdowns, 300 yards, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, the Broncos were able to sti- like stifle Dalvin Cook in that first in that first half. With Dalvin Cook, probably the best running back in 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 the league right now. I don't yeah, I don't think too many people are better than him right now. But Dalvin Cook definitely is. I think he's a lead rusher, leading rusher. But it's it's crazy to think about it because it wasn't the rushing that did it for him. Because he only he took eleven carries for twenty six yards. It was the passing. Because I think if anything, I think he scored. He did score a rushing touchdown, but he does a lot of his damage from like the short passes. Because he's quick too, man. He's he's shifty. Shifty. Like he's hard to yeah, he's hard to tackle. Dalvin Cook definitely means he's the best running back in the league right now. Being the Russian title champion, he's up there. Um He Yeah, that's where he does a lot of his damage. If you ever sit there and watch Dalvin Cook, like it's like those short passes, those green passes. Um and they did a good job of containing the rush. I mean, the Broncos are probably one of the best rushing defenses in the league, in the league I believe. I think so. i got to double-check on that. Um, but it was, uh, it was the same thing. Same thing, just like Oklahoma, tail of two halves. You don't fucking quit just because you're up, down 20 points. Doesn't mean... You need to quit. You need to give it up. And that's what the Vikings did. They came out there and played their game and um and won. Brandon Allen again didn't did not look bad. Did throw one pick. Um Philip Lindsay didn't only rush for like sixty seven yards out on sixteen carries, which is like you know, isn't I mean it's the Vikings are notoriously have a good defense. They're really tough individuals. Bar and lining uh, linebacker. Um, they have uh, a tough defense too, and I don't know what. Ha- yeah, I just don't know what went wrong. <laughs> to be honest, with you, I don't know what happened. Something went wrong there, but that's life, man. Um, but that's hard, man, because you look at the Broncos. I mean, I've said this again: the Broncos are right there. They're knocking on something. They're knocking again. They are knocking on. Something. The big issue moving forward, like there's a lot of positives you could take from that. You got a young team. That's a young team out there. The only issue moving forward, because you got to, I mean, this year probably there's nothing that's going to happen this year. I mean, that was they they win that game that rockets them into probably a you know huge into something, man. They could go into you know they could they got the Bills. 
Chargers, Texans, Chiefs, Lions, Raiders. That's what they have left. And a lot of winnable games, too. But, I mean, that could have catapulted them to something. But instead, I mean, you, you, you that, that was a huge setback. I mean, that second half, I mean, I can't, I don't know what happened. I mean, the, the Vikings just, it was a great play calling by the Vikings. They were open a lot of the touchdowns. Stefan Diggs, for some reason, I don't know what happened, but Chris Harris Jr. wasn't on him on the touchdowns he scored. Like, I just, I just don't know what happened there, but, I mean, Stefan Diggs is a talented dude and was rocky at the beginning with him and the team, but for some reason, Chris Harris Jr. wasn't in that picture. I don't know what happened. One of the best corners in the league. Um, but like I said, same thing, man. I don't, that, that fucking, that, that position, that DB position, man, you could just, I don't get it. Um, but there's a lot of positives you can take moving forward if you're a Bronco fan. You have a young team. You have a very, very young team. Noah Fant's finally coming in. He's becoming a bigger target. And that's what you expect out of a first rounder. He's becoming a bigger target for the Broncos, for Brandon Allen. He's becoming more of a security bank. They went to him a lot at the end of that game when they could have won that game. And, the, I mean, he dropped a couple, good defense. They could have won that game at the end of that game, at the end of the fourth quarter. They went to Noah Fant a lot towards the end of that game. And you also have Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton becoming that, is that number one receiver. Um... And then he also had Tim Patrick, I think his name, Tim Patrick, I believe is what his name is. But he um, he finally came off of IR and he was targeted and he made the best of his situation. So you have a lot of positives moving forward. The only thing you have to worry about at the end of this season going into next season is whether you're going to be able to re-sign Chris Harris Jr. Or if it's even going to be... Uh, an option. You don't know. Like, like, as much shit I talk about the DB position, there's only a couple people who are like, who all sit there and be like, oh, okay. Like, this guy's actually better than, I don't think you could be replacing. And that's Chris Harris Jr. Chris Harris Jr. is one of those dudes you can't really replace. And not just the fact that he's a DB, but he's a leader in that, in that, on that defense. You lack leadership on that defense. And everything goes to shit. That's what happened. I mean, when you lose someone like DeMarcus Ware, very big leader, like, stuff changes. Um, a lot of stuff changes. I mean, I just don't... I, you could take a lot. You definitely can see a lot of positives. And we, like I said, we're knocking on the door. The, the Broncos are knocking on that door. And because, I mean, you take a look at a few games, that Colts game gave it to them. Gave them the, the Colts. We gave Colts that game. We shut out the Titans. Something the fucking Chiefs couldn't do. And they lost to them. And they. I mean, it's just. It just I mean, that, that Jaguars game. You could look back at the Jaguars game. The Bears game. The Raiders. I mean, you just. There's like. You're probably. Let's see what. A couple field goals. A couple of. Um, a couple. Uh. 
pass interference calls, or no, roughing the passer calls from being, what, 500, over 500? So, there, I mean, there's something there, man, and, and I, I'm excited to see what happens next year. But we can probably write the season off. I mean, it's, it's it, it sucks, but you're going to have to pick your head up, and you're going to have to get better in the offseason. You're going to have to make better changes. Vic Fangio, I Vic Fangio is, is is turning something. You can't turn your back on Vic Fangio. You just can't. This is his first year being a head coach. He's always been a defensive guy. And you've got to give him time to build his team. You have to give him time to build this team. And you got to think about it. We're doing this without, I mean, this defense is doing it without, um, what the fuck am I? Why am I drawing a blank? By the way, it is Monday morning early. It's like 6.30 um, at the time of me um, recording this. And um, and I'm out of it, man. Like I said, I am out of it. Bradley Chubb is what I was thinking about. I apologize. Like I said, at the Oklahoma game, I forgot shit, but Bradley Chubb, we did it without Bradley Chubb, too. And Von Miller, for some reason, hasn't really been himself. Um, but he's still trying to make shit happen. It hasn't been the Von Miller week that Von Miller we expect every game. You know, and um, but we we got You got to look. You got to look towards the future, man. Mike Purcell, outing Purcell in that in the in the on that defensive line has helped a lot. And our linebackers have been helped. Have uh, have been amazing too. I mean, they've they've whole they've they've done a good job. I mean, I wish we'd have more turnovers for sure. Um, but as to it, that's life. Um, who is it? Who's the linebacker? Is it Alexander Johnson? Johnson. Johnson is. They is a number one rated linebacker in the league, is what they said over you know is what is what they said when I was listening to the broadcast. And I think I saw that somewhere. But uh, see, you guys, it just this game of inches, shit happens that you don't want happening, but it happens sometimes. Mistakes are made that you can't keep you know can't get out of, but you can't quit. Got to keep them going. But the Broncos have a lot of positives. Brandon Stokely said that on Twitter. There's a lot of positives to take from that. And then moving on to the Vikings. The Vikings, this is what they want from Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook. Stephon Diggs. No Adam Thielen. This is what they want. And then also Rudolph as well. It's a good team you lost to. You're not. This ain't a shit team. You. This is a good team. And they're on fire. Uh. It was, um, but it was a good weekend, man. It was, it's good to watch that. You got to watch out next week. The next Monday looks like it's no two Mondays, two weeks looks like. Vikings versus Seahawks. That's a game that's gonna be you're gonna want to watch. That's gonna be a good game to watch. I'm excited for that. And um, also this weekend, I was also excited for the. 
this kind of snuck up on me because I didn't realize that this was happening. But on, on, um, what the fuck, what am I trying to say here? There's also UFC fights. Totally forgot about that. There are some UFC fights. Jacare versus, I said his name wrong the other day and I fuck feel bad, but Jan Bakowitz. And Bakowitz got the split decision nod. I, I was kind of watching it in between the, the the amazing Oklahoma comeback. And um, I was kind of watching it in between plays. And it wasn't very exciting. It was very technical. For someone like me, I like technical fights. I like, it's, you know, I, like I said, I've, I've watched this shit for a long time. I got nine toes, but I know a lot of shit. And this is the reason why I know a lot of shit. Because I have an open mind and I watch shit like that. And you try to understand what these fighters are trying to do. One of Jacare's strengths, and I said this last episode, is his jiu-jitsu. He's probably one of the best grapplers in MMA. Best jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu practitioners in MMA. Um, Blackowitz, um, black belt, but there's levels to shit like that. There's, there's different levels to the black belt game. Jiu-jitsu game. But he did a good job of avoiding the takedowns. He did a good job in, of um, putting in his um, his stand-up, implementing his stand-up game. Did a good job. It was a tough one to fight. I mean, tough call. You know, it was a tough fight because Jacare, like I said, Jacare's done better. He's a little bit quicker, especially at that weight. The weight cut wasn't as bad. So, I mean, you got to feel for Jacare, but it was split decision loss in Brazil, which is pretty, I mean, not, dude, we'll get to those Brazilian judges in a second. But um, it was tough. It was a tough fight. Um, I got to go back and rewatch it, but from what I saw, yeah, it was very technical. Um, Jacare attempted a lot of takedowns, but couldn't get a lot of them in and couldn't get the job done. So, went to Blackowitz. But my other fight that I mentioned last time was Paul Craig versus Mauricio Shogun Hua. That first round, Paul Craig, Paul Craig pieced up Shogun. He was handing out buckets of, like, just a bunch of pieces of just buckets. Pop, 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 pop. Clean shots, too. And um, Shogun's just tough as nails. I mean, that fucking guy's been through some wars. I've mentioned the wars with Dan Henderson. I mean, he's had it's a good fights with uh, Chuck Liddell. Um, especially in those pride fights, um, when he's fought bigger guys too. And he, he's been through wars and he's, you know, he's been in that position before. I don't want to see him in that position, but he, fuck man, he was getting hit hard in that first round, but he, uh, overcame it. He was fighting back, um, finished that round out, recovered, came back, um, did a good job of, uh, it's like I said, same thing. I was trying to watch it. Um, during the Oklahoma game, and he um, he did a good job of picking the shots in that second in that second round, and then also in the third round, I thought Shogun took both rounds, the second and the third round. But the Brazilian judges saw it differently. I don't know if like these are Brazilian judges or like where they. I, I didn't hear. I didn't like I said. I wasn't really focused, but I don't know where the judges came from, but. 
Like they were obviously, it may have been obvious that they weren't Brazilian judges because they gave the they gave the fight a draw, a split draw. One judge it gave for Shogun, one judge it gave her to Paul Craig, and one judge scored it a draw. There's no way, from what I watch, that was a draw. Nothing about that fight was a draw. There's no way you could have gave that to Paul Craig. He was getting taken down. He was getting moved. In. Shogun was rocking him down, piecing him up. Um, but that sucks, man. That's But that's why never leave it to the judges. You never leave it to the... Because a lot of times, people don't know... Like, these judges are just old blokes off the street. Like, they've never fought a day in their lives. But they and they, they can judge fights. But you can't blame them because the way the rules are, it makes it difficult. The way the scoring rules are, scoring process is, sometimes it makes it difficult for you, for them. They've never fought... So the way the rules are set up, they're like, oh, well, this guy is walking this person down. So that's got to be something. Oh, this person took this person down. So that's got to be something. So it's just like the way it's everything set up. It's not set up for for normal blow, blow Joe's, Joe Blows to score the fights. It's just not set up for that. Um. But that sucks. Hopefully Shogun will be back. Shogun has, does, Shogun looked a little chubby. He looked a little chubby. He did not look amazing. But he still looked good. I mean, he still can fight. Obviously, he still can fight. And he still can take punishment. Which I hope he doesn't take no much punishment. I don't know how much more fights Shogun has. Like I said, he has a lot of a lot of miles on his body. Um, so I hope, you know. Hope he's alright. Hope he keeps fighting. He's I mean, one of my favorite fighters, all-time fighters for sure. Um, but on that card, man, Charles Oliveira. I told you guys to watch out for that fight. And Charles De Bronx Oliveira knocked out Jared Gordon. Good punch. I mean, two decent punches and just fucking flattened him. First round, I believe. Um, great. I mean, it was a great performance. And um, that's what happens, man. It's the fight game. I told you. I mean, you guys got to listen to me. You guys don't want to listen to me? Fine. I won't I won't give you guys the cool shit to watch. Go do fucking wine and paint with your old lady then. All right? Go do uh, dinner and drinks. All right? Go do all that shit. Don't have fun. All right? You guys want to be fun haters? Don't listen. Do not listen to your boy. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on this weekend. <laughs> like I said, man, the Oklahoma, I'm going to talk about this for a couple days now. That Oklahoma game got me fucked up. I'm forgetting shit. I always, I mean, I'm, I, I generally, I generally forget shit. But that game got me fucked. I was so blown. Guys, you don't, you guys don't get it. You guys just don't get it. You guys don't get it. Um, anyways, um, international break is getting over. I think um, you know I talked about U.S. men's national team last episode or the episode before. Um, and we're taking two steps 
you're just taking a lot of steps backwards. And um, we made positive strides this last week. We beat um, Canada. I think it was like 4-0, 4-1. We lost to them not that long ago. We should never lose to Canada. But it goes to, like I said about basketball, when basketball, by the way, invented in Canada. Don't know if you guys knew that. Invented in Canada. But in the United States, basketball has always been that game where not a whole lot of other countries have been better at us than until just recently. Everyone's catching up. And that's what soccer, too. I mean, that's what soccer, football, football, whatever you want to call it. That's the same thing like where back in the, you know, 60s, 70s, it was Pele, you know, is Pele, Pele, Pele this. But back then, there was only like six, seven countries that were really, really good at it. Like, that was about it. Now, everyone's good at it. Back then, it was like Brazil, Germany, France, Argentina. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but you can, Italy. Did I say Italy? I don't remember. But anyway, I mean, everything's, it's it's a different sport now. Everyone's catching up. There's so many people in this world, so many people now as it were. 60 years ago, I mean, 50 years ago. And everyone's catching up to every sport. Every, there's like, I mean, just, in, I mean, just, it's just everyone's no, everyone's good at something. And, um, that's the thing, I mean, Canada being the United States, especially in the state we're in, like, it, it wasn't, like, it wasn't too shocking to me. Where a lot of people, you know, yeah, you were not supposed to lose to Canada. We we shouldn't. We should never lose to Canada. But we did. And we bounced back from it. And those are the type of strides we need to take. But I still don't think someone like fucking Jordan Morris is going to be the answer. I've never really seen anything special about Jordan Morris. But that's just me. I mean, maybe I'm not looking too much into it. But I don't know. I don't, I don't even. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know where it's going to go. But there's definitely. Um, that was a good step in the right direction. Um, but also, yeah, a bunch of Euro qualifiers going on in international break. And Premier League is going to fire up this weekend. And um, one thing I don't talk about, which I should talk about a whole lot more, is Manchester United. Manchester United is my squad. And we are in a... We're not good, but we have won... Out of all matches, we've won four out of our last five in all competitions. And, and like I said, I don't mind me all competitions... Not only are they playing their league every weekend, they're also playing. I mean, this is every European soccer in general. They're also playing um, league cups. So there's FA cups going on. FA Cup is uh, like a domestic tournament. So FA Cup, for those of you who don't know, in England, I'm just talking. About, there's different versions of this depending on the league. Um, but the FA Cup 
is almost like an open cup almost to where people in the lower divisions compete as well. So you could have, who is it? Like you could have QPR facing, which is now I think their second or third division now. I don't know. They're down there. They've gotten worse. But you can have QPR playing Chelsea in one of these rounds, in one of these tournaments. So that's the cool thing about the FA Cup. Carabao Cup is another one. Um, And then they're also playing Champions League, which is very, very tough, tough, tough games. Every every time you play, they're tough games. So now these guys are sometimes playing two, three times a week. A lot of guys playing two, three times a week. And fucking basketball players are afraid to play one week. I don't want to get started on that shit. But I'm just saying... If you're a fucking supreme athlete, as you say you are, you can handle this type of work. You can handle this shit. Especially in the NBA, you're fucking spending 50% of the time at the line. Alright, I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to keep moving forward. But anyways. Um, but I don't talk about Manchester United very much. And um, they haven't really given me a lot to talk about. We have... Injury, I mean, injuries are like a shit part of the game. But, I mean, we've kind of started had to plug and play younger guys. Younger players. Mason Greenwood. Williams. Daniel James is another dude who's been on top of his game. 21 years old, still young. Then we also finally just got back Anthony Martial, who has missed a good portion of the season because of injury. And Marcus Rashford has had to take this, take the heavy... Low, you know, the brunt of the, you know, the he just had to take a lot on his shoulders. He's still a young dude, too. I think he's still 20, 21, too. He, I mean, he's a young dude. These are kids. And we expect so much out of him. Um, but he's doing well. He's doing well. I mean, I think he's doing well. I mean, he's creating There's a lot of things that, I mean, I could, I could go, I mean, I'll probably save for an episode down the road. But there's so many intricate, intricate things that go on in a in a football match, soccer match, football, partido. That you that just, I it's you can't grasp it all. Like if I talk about it right now, I'm not I, seriously. I'm gonna save it for an episode. But there's so many intricate things that a lot of these guys do that you don't see, that make a big difference. Marcus Rashford is one of those dudes, because he's a quick dude. He's quicker than a hiccup, as a good old JR would say. He's fast. And um there's a lot of, I mean you, you you put a lot on his shoulders. And um he does create a lot of opportunities for himself too. And I posted this, I think I may still be up on my Instagram. By the way, fuck me. Sports plus life at Told you this Oklahoma game got me fucked up. You guys don't listen to me. Sports Plus Life um, Twitter, Sports Plus Life Instagram, M R A K A C O Twitter, M A R K M A Mr A K A C O Instagram. Holler at me. All right, share. All right, if you guys have, you know, you guys have sisters you want to share this with, that's fine. You know, some mommies, whatever. Share my handles. All right. Anyways. Um, go look up that goal in the Carabao Cup against Chelsea. 
you've never seen, I don't, I was blown up. I was in the middle of work. Like I don't, and, um, and I had it on in the background. I just kind of glanced over as it happened. And I was, I don't, I don't think I was, yeah, I was in the middle of work, but I just kind of glanced over it happened. And, uh, I've never seen a ball move like that before. That thing had, as the English would say, swaz. Swaz Techers. That was amazing. You guys gotta watch it. This that you don't I don't think I've ever seen one like that since since the Manchester United Ronaldo. Did that ball went that was like I mentioned Speedy Gonzalez earlier, but that's what it was. It was like Speedy Gonzalez weaving in through cones. That's how it moved. And so And there is now here's a game too where we see a lot of uh, kind of kind of sidetracking, especially after the yesterday. Because there's one thing I did see was the um, I don't know if it was Jimmy Smith, but whoever had that pass interference non-call on DeAndre Hopkins, that right there. And we we can talk about technology. I talk about it all the time. Technology is great when it works. Technology is fucking probably the worst thing in the world when it doesn't. And watching DeAndre Hopkins get mugged before, and not called, and then also get video replay, video video reviewed, and still not called. In soccer right now, they have VAR, video assistant referee, I believe is what it's called, where they can review penalties and shit like that. That is so in America, you're going through that shit. They're going through it over there in the in the in Europe with the same shit. But um, anyways, yeah, just, that's something. That's another show. We could talk about that shit too. Um, but if you guys get a chance, yeah, I mean, it shit's early. I mean, a lot of people are like, especially on their Saturdays and Sundays, don't get up. But if you're up, man, watch watch an English Premier League game. Give it time. Give it one half, forty five minutes, and you're like, holy shit! How do they do these things? It's exciting. That's passion. That's what it's. It's very. I don't want to say passion, but very a lot of tradition, a lot of cool traditions, a lot of focused eyes. These people are very knowledgeable because they take their kids. But you know, like I talked about when I went to the Broncos game, people are fucking getting up, sitting down. Oh, we need to go get popcorn. Oh, we need to go do this. Oh, always in their fucking grill, like always just in the way. Same thing with the Rapids game that I watched. I don't know if it's just America. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a Colorado thing. Like I said, I didn't see this anywhere else. I've gone outside of the, out of the state. Um, they are very knowledgeable base fan base, especially when it comes to their own team. They are very very smart. They they know the history of the 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 especially the kids. They know the history of the team. They know what it means to be a supporter. Over here, we're called fans. Over there, they're called supporters. You support the team no matter what. You support the team by being respectful to the team. By always having their backs. By always, like, even when you see them out, you're respectful to them. Um, So it's just different over there. Different fan base. Um, And they're very knowledgeable 
all around. All around, and they just know, the, they understand the game. Whereas here, we take kids to our, you know, baseball games, to our football games. It's like, oh, here, let's all enjoy, let's all have fun. They take their kids there to see something different. To learn. To actually learn the game. To actually have respect for the game. Over here, we're just like, oh, it's the family fun time. That's all it is. We're just having a good time. We're not going to pay attention to the game. Oh, you want some popcorn? Let's go get some popcorn. Let's go get some dipping Dots. It's just different over there. And you know, give, it a, give it a shot. If you guys don't watch it, just give it a shot. These guys get paid a shitload of money. Probably the most. I'll tell you what, I've never seen a fat fucking soccer player. I've never seen an unfit soccer player. You see a lot of fat baseball players, a lot of fat linemen. They're athletic, but they're still fat. You know? Even go back to basketball. They're all athletic, but you get people like Big Baby Davis. Oh, what's his name? The Tractor. Ah, shit. I'm going to fuck. I'm not. Oh, man. I'm going to hurt myself. Uh, Tractor Taylor. Um, Big Country. Um, Then all these big dudes that just, you know, it's just different over there. And um, just give it a shot, man. I definitely, you, you'd be thoroughly surprised. Especially if you play FIFA. If you play FIFA, you're like, oh, shit, I know this. Oh, I know. I've played there before. I know where that is. <laughs> so go ahead and check it out, man. Um, it's uh, it's a good time. It's, it's something I've been, I will talk about a whole lot more because I am a huge like I said, I watch all the sports. I said this from the get go. I watch all the sports, and that is my favorite sport to watch. Actually, I don't know if I would say that. Yeah, it is. It is. I love fighting, but I think soccer is my number one sport. Um, it's one that I've known my whole life. I've played my whole life. I've coached, watched. I didn't watch soccer at first when I was a kid. I was, I just played it, and I thought it was boring. But when I watched it. But you know, when you start getting all these start, but that's what, but when I was younger, I also was like, well, I'm different. When I was younger, I watched shit to learn stuff, and that's why I started watching soccer more. I wanted to learn more, and the um, same thing with football. I wanted to learn more about it. The first football game I remember watching was the Super Bowl. It was the Redskins against the Bills, maybe. Um, I don't remember. It was what's his name? Maybe. Maybe eighty-eight. You know, it may have been eighty-eight. That's one with Doug. What's his name? Fucking maybe ninety-two. I don't remember. Um yeah, I think it was ninety-two, the Buffalo Bills. But I remember, I remember watching it, I was like, damn, this is cool. Like what's you know, what the fuck is this? Like you gotta remember I'm Mexican. So all the only things that are instilled in me, like my parents are from Mexico. Um they came over here legally, so don't be fucking started that shit. <laughs> they didn't through the processes back in the day when you can get citizenship quicker. 
Um, they're all, they're both American citizens. And, um, the only thing that's instilled in me is like, you gotta, you have to be a hard worker. Yeah. I mean, everyone has to be a hard worker, but it was like, you know, the whole, you gotta be, you know, proud for your family. You gotta be a worker. It's an old Mexican adage. There wasn't no football involved. Um, and I watched it and I was like, damn, I don't watch more of it. And I you know, I would start watching that. And then I started watching Thanksgiving. Um, and then it kind of trickled on down from that. Um, but yeah, it just, it just learned, like I said, I want you guys to learn, learn some things, learn something different. Get, um, get the old mind on some food. I still, nobody still told me what the fuck brain food is. So I'm not to Google it because you guys don't want to fucking talk to me. But yeah, get, um, get your mind right. Open your mind to different things. Don't be scared. All right? Do not be scared. Um, but yeah, check all that out. Um, and let me know what you think. Um, if you're a hater, don't fuck, don't at me. Actually, if you are a hater, at me. Sports Plus Life. Instagram. Twitter. M-R-A-K-A-C-O. Instagram. Twitter. All right? Holla at your boy. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up, man. I've talked for a whole hour. I need, like, my fucking throat is like, I don't know if you can tell. It's Monday morning, man. I woke up and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go record this podcast. So, that's what I'm doing. For you guys. For myself. Because I love doing this shit. Episode number nine. The Drew Brees episode. I love this. So, any of there. Thank you guys. Hope you guys all had a good weekend. Um, Thanksgiving is coming up, so let's be thankful for a couple things. Let's be thankful. You all have your ten toes. Alright? I don't have all my ten toes, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the nine I have. Alright? But we'll talk more about that in the next episode. Um, uh, But yeah. I will see you guys uh, later this week. Alright? Later.